Is hot girl summer still happening this year? How many carbs are in a white claw? If I squat every day, will I get a dump truck? I'm Shay. I'm Leah. We are Two Two Tone Tone Training. Training. You're listening to Don't Tone Alone. Toner squad. What up? What up? Squad up. We we back. We back, baby. Hey. (laughs) It's kind of funny. We're recording this nighttime versus morning and I, it will be interesting to see like are, are we still on our a game we come alive in the nighttime hey. that's such a lie that is the biggest lie that's ever Honestly, been told yeah, like i i had an eye roll there <laughs> i was like usually mornings are it for us mornings are such morning people we're the worst kind of people everyone's just waking up like rubbing their eyes and we're like hello how are you want to want to tone <laughs> Yeah, trying to get in the tone zone right now. Yeah, and then 8 p.m. hits, and I'm like, um, bedtime. Yeah, I got my jammies on. I'm UBC, Leah. We have to UBC. Tell, have we, have we I think we tapped into UBC, all of uh, our little sayings. UBC, so ugly but clean. Fresh so, out the shower. Fresh out the shower. You're... Slicked back hair. Slicked back hair, your robe, your like ugly sweatshirt, your baggy sweatpants. <laughs> We've all been there. Don't lie. Oh, every night. And then someone tries to FaceTime, like your zit cream. <laughs> I can't forget the zit cream. And then someone FaceTimes you and you're like, oh, honey. Yeah. Rejects. You should have caught me at like 5 p.m. Yeah, when I had a full face of makeup on. My hair was done. Full fit on. Yeah. But, but anyway. at least you're clean. True. They can't smell you, but you can say I'm clean, so it's fine. Fine. It's fine. Love that. All right. So today we're going to be talking about tapping in to the fitness industry. So tap, tap, tap in. Okay. Sorry. Hey. I had to say it. I had to say it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a layup. <laughs> so tapping into the fitness industry, I think that can mean so many different things, but I'm excited about this topic because there's really so many aspects to the fitness industry. I think sometimes people's mind automatically goes to fitness industry, fitness Mm. trainer, Mm -hmm. but that's definitely not the case. There are so many different jobs within the fitness industry. Yeah. Being a trainer is just like one of the layers of the cake. Or a piece of the pie, like I like A a piece of the pie. (laughs) Back to the pie chart. (laughs) It always goes back to the damn pie chart. (laughs) Oh my God. But no, I'm excited to talk about the fitness industry in general because I feel like the fitness industry has evolved so much and especially over this past year. I read something today that was saying like virtual fitness classes, virtual classes in general, mental health options were turbocharged by the pandemic. It's so wild how it's changed so much, how virtual fitness, I'm trying to even think pre-pandemic, how like relevant virtual fitness was. Like, what do you think were some of the big apps and things? I know. I honestly, I think like apps like Obey did exist. Yeah. Peloton. Peloton, obviously. But it was, it was different. Like it wasn't the way it is now. Like now you say virtual fitness and I I guarantee you, you guys listening at home probably have some sort of fitness app on your phone. It was so wild. And you can speak more about this and we'll get more into it later. But like when the pandemic hit and just every single um, fitness company, every single trainer just kind of hit panic mode. And we're like, what do they do? And they were forced to pivot and make changes. And like, I don't know, everyone just kept trying to one up each other. Right. I feel like we've been like slung shot into the future in a sense, like even these big box gyms, which you kind of like 
oh, they've got it all figured out. And I don't know, from the outside looking in, you're like, oh, they've got it. But even these big box gyms were panicking and investing so much money into developers and app developers to bring this virtual fitness scene to life and teaching trainers how to teach on an app. Like it is so different and coming from a trainer's perspective, it's really interesting to make the change from in-person brick and mortar teaching to virtual app and teaching behind a phone, behind a screen. Oh, they say that it's like 50, you get 50% of the energy that you would um, relay in person when you go behind a camera and you have to be that much more enthusiastic. And we spoke to a few trainers, a few of our trainer friends, our group fitness instructors, our personal trainers, and they were just saying like the virtual world is not for them. They're like, it's so hard. It's so different. It's so hard for me to like engage with people through a screen. And I think it takes a certain kind of person. For sure. It's a different, it's a different skill set. And I think we'll get more into Mm -hmm. it, but yeah, virtual training in general, it's a little bit different. Like we said, sometimes people think it's like easier because yes, it is more convenient. Mm -hmm. Like you, it's a plug and play type thing. Like you put up your phone, you put up your computer and it's go time. Yeah. I mean the app that Shay and I teach on salute, we log in on an app in our phone and then we put it in our, in our, uh, little tripod and then we go like wherever we are. We could, we could do a class right here, right now. Um, (laughs) should we? Burpees in three, two, (laughs) Two, one, go. Hit it. (laughs) uh that just like that makes me think of when we go to the gym like a little aside when we go to the gym and we're just working out with each other regularly and we sync up our reps I'm like ew but it feels weird when we don't like I just feel off and it's awkward and people might understand but it's it's part of the job it's part of the gig yeah gotta always be in sync always um no but I think streaming is like the least of your concerns when it comes to virtual fitness that's the easy part Mm -hmm. it's getting people not only into your virtual classes it's staying engaged um getting people to turn on their cameras get comfortable in front of cameras Mm -hmm. and creating that same excitement behind a screen even though you can't physically touch them how can you um move them and motivate them yeah and for those of you who were on a trainer during uh, the pandemic when you were going Instagram live. And for those of you taking all those classes, it's such like for your trainer, let me just tell you, like give them some credit, give them some props. Cause with Instagram, you can't see anyone. And that was so tough. I remember we were on IG live for a long time and not being able to see anyone's face or like go up and like critique their form and right. give them feedback was so hard. So you're just like talking to yourself. You're like, all right, hey guys. I mean, yeah, they can comment in, but you're like, so what's their energy? Like they, they could be like sitting on the couch right now. And I would, I would have no idea. Right. We always use a saying in our class, like BYOH, like bring your own hype and you totally need to be your own hype man during those classes. So yeah, again, give your trainers an applaud, a pat on the back. Not only were trainers doing a lot of these like IG live classes and these virtual classes for free, Mm -hmm. but they're doing the whole workout with you. They're probably doing multiple a day and they're just bringing so much energy, positivity, and um, just shout out to all those trainers who really did show up during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. We talk, we talk about like I've talked to other group fitness instructors and when you're in a class, when you can see people in person, you know, you do a few reps, you show everyone what you're doing. Like no one wants to be in a class with a trainer that just is pointing and, and chilling, sitting back. Like everyone wants to see like, okay, I want to see that you can do this too. But taking away that aspect of seeing people in person and being able to, yeah, go around. Hey, like you're doing great, Sally. 
I you know I was going to use that name. Yeah, obviously. Sally Mae. <laughs> you're doing great. And and actually, like, I feel like, yeah, you're right. They had to, had to do the whole workout almost because there was not too much to say. Right. No, agreed. So virtual fitness in general, just a wild world. And it's cool to see where we are now, kind of coming at the tail end of the pandemic, coming out of such a crazy time. Um almost this hybrid is seen in the fitness industry, this um, mesh between virtual and in-person classes. I think a lot of people are starting to find a nice balance Mm -hmm. and especially people with busy schedules, people are working from home and it's nice to be able to be like, I have options now. I have options to step away from my desk. I know I can get a good, effective workout in in 20 minutes from the comfort of my own home. And then tomorrow my day's a little bit lighter. So then I can go in person and take that outdoor boot camp or whatever it is. Yeah, no, still now, I mean, at the at the gym I work at, uh, virtual fitness is still very much a part of um, the membership. It's a perk that when they can't make it to the gym, they get to do class from home, still get to get a good sweat in, and I think that's never going away. I think now that people got a taste of virtual, of ge- getting that effective workout and not having to make the commute to go in, they that's never going to go away. Right. So many options, but talking about training in general, I think, like we said, some of the things our mind automatically goes to when we think about the fitness industry are those trainers. So I think we should talk a little bit about how we got into being a trainer. Like, what does it take to become a trainer to get certified? Like, you can't just walk into a gym and be like, let's go. Let's go. Let's tone. Like, I wish it was that easy. Yeah. So... I guess my backstory was that I was a college athlete. I played um, Division three lacrosse and basketball at a state school. And I said this before, but fitness was always a part of my life growing up. And, I mean, our dad worked in gyms his whole life, mm-hmm. too. So we were always around it. I think we were lucky enough to always have a free gym membership. I got to I gotta say, spoiled. that's a perk. We were spoiled. Um, and I, out of college, I started working at a gym and they actually said, I I worked there full time, not as a trainer. And they said, if you want to get your certification, we will help you pay for it because like we, we believe in you and we think you're great. And you know, the more you can do here, the more likely you are to stick around. So that was amazing that they did that. So I ended up getting my Uh, personal training certification through NASM. And I think that's so amazing when, I don't know, this is a lot about a company that when they like invest in their employees and they're like long term and they Mm -hmm. knew it was something you were passionate about. So I think that's also why you stayed for so long is because your team was so supportive. Yeah, I was there for three years. So (laughs) I did, I did a self-guided study. So I would, I really had to keep myself accountable. It's so easy. I was never that person in school. I'm envious of the people that were, that could cram minutes before an exam and get an A or even a B and be like, well, I can't do that. I've always been the type that I have to study hard and I have to like work really hard to get. Honestly, same. Yeah. And I mean, if you can, if you can just show up and ace the quiz and dang, jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So with a self-guided study, we had like chapters we had to go through. We had discussion questions. We had uh, little quizzes at the end of each chapter. And then at the end you go in person and you take that exam and you have to lock your phone away in a locker. And I remember that being so intimidating because I did the same type of thing when I got my group fitness certification. It's 
so intimidating. Wait, but can I tell you, it's like taking the SATs. I show up and they lock your phone away and you're sitting in this room and there's a desk and there's like the dividers between you. And then at the end, they were like, oh, you're going to get your um, results right away. So I submit it. I'm like sweating. It's hours. Like it took me hours. Like I triple checked it, obviously. And when I'm done, I click the button like submit and my heart's like beating out of my chest. I'm like, okay, this is the moment. And right. then all of a sudden I was like, the computer's crashed or something. Uh, obviously uh, we always say it's like dowdy luck and we're like, this, yeah, this would happen. This, it was the dowdy luck. And I, they were like, Oh, sorry. Uh, it took them like an hour. So I'm pacing Again, naturally. around. Naturally it takes an hour. So I'm pacing around the place forever. And then finally, and they're like, oh, yeah, you may not be able to get it till tomorrow. I'm like, I will not be able to sleep. Like, you <laughs> can't think you do this to me. I will be a mess if you do this. And then I don't even know. She, like, hit a few buttons, control, alt, delete, something like that. And then bing, bing, boom. She ever so casually was like, oh, yeah, you passed. I was like, let's go. <laughs> was like, Watch one out of the, fitness world. Yeah, it was like one of the happiest moments of my life. No, I remember it. Like, it's. Uh, there's a lot that goes into the studying. It takes you months. Um, I never forget. How long did you say it took you? To I think study? I had like the self-guided study. They gave you access for like a year and you were allowed to like schedule it within that a certain period of time. Yeah. And then honestly, it expires. For mine, like I think I waited. Like it was one of those things like you can't just like read mm -hmm. one chapter. Like you really need to stick to a schedule. So if mm -hmm. any of you listeners are thinking about getting your certification, like once you sign up, like hold yourself accountable, mm -hmm. pace yourself because there's no way you're going to cram it all into <laughs> one night. It's just, there's too much information. It's not going to soak in. Like, I mean, I went to school for fashion. So again, a lot of <laughs> yeah. this stuff to school for business were, marketing. Like, yeah. Like they're foreign <laughs> concepts to me. Like I, had tapped into the fitness scene a little bit, but again, did not know much. So it was a lot of studying that went into getting my certification or your certification. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's my story. I feel like your story is a little bit, a little bit cooler. So go ahead. Okay. I don't know about cooler, but yeah, no, I got my AFA, um, group fitness certification while I was still working for an intimate apparel company in New York. I started getting into fitness, taking group fitness classes and, um, yeah, found some instructors that I really loved and decided that I wanted to get my certification as well. But again, I signed up for the course and it was one of those things that I kept putting off. Mm -hmm. And then I think I got like a notification that like you have a two months until your thing's about to expire. And I was like, wow, like I need to <laughs> kick it into high gear now. Let's go. And per usual, again, I'm cramming. So I'm studying. Oh, you're that person? I, I am that, per <laughs> that person. Oh, um, yeah, Cramming right before an exam. So... Um, studied up, took my group fitness exam against an experience. You kind of went into this dark room <laughs> and it's a little scary and don't speak and turn off your phone and put everything in a lot, every, all your belongings into a locker. Yeah. And then you're kind of like awaiting that, that final moment when mm -hmm. that piece of paper comes mm -hmm. out and you figure out if you passed or not. So I remember that being really exciting when I did pass and celebrating it and just being so amped. Yeah. But then yeah, I, so you get your certification. You're lucky because you already kind of worked for a gym and they pretty much were like handed you the job on the silver platter. Oh, and oh, as a, as a trainer. As a yeah, trainer, yeah. yeah. I, however, like I'm in New York City. I got my certification and then it was like crickets. I was like, now what? Wait, you're like, why are why are these gyms not knocking on my door? I'm confused. Yeah, I was like, I thought like, <laughs> Color me confused. Color me confused. <laughs> I thought I would walk out and just like Peloton would literally exact. capture me with the net. <laughs> <laughs> put me onto a bike and be like, here you go. 
But I'm here to tell you guys. Like you're on to a bike. I don't know. I'm here to tell you guys that doesn't happen. Okay. All right. Contrary to popular belief. So I get to my computer. I'm like looking up. I'm like fitness jobs near me. As if I was like searching for today's lunch. Like best restaurants near me. That is like my most Googled best food near me. Honestly, that was me. I really just like. Didn't know where to start again. I was working for an intimate apparel company. I didn't know many people in the fitness industry besides you and my dad. <laughs> our dad. Um, Squad. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they're based in Boston. So I didn't have much of a network in the New York City area. So I remember one of my first fitness gigs. Again, it was a random apply. It pretty much came up when I searched fitness near me. <laughs> sent in and again i'm like i have zero experience but i would love to work out with you i, <laughs> I would love to tone with you honestly i have a great personality and i think i'd be fab and that's that's where i started and i remember the first like bite that i got was for this company and they would pretty much like place you at different luxury buildings within mm-hmm. the city so when you work for like or when you live in a luxury building they tend to have gyms and they had mm-hmm. to have an open space so they would bring in different instructors and this company that I got hired for like would place different instructors in these luxury buildings so I remember showing up first place them yeah. place them these down like boot camps again didn't really know how to format I mean I studied and obviously yeah but again I'm I'm fresh I'm yeah new into the there's industry. nothing wrong and that's why they have continued education for trainers by the way once you get certified it's not over you need to get a certain amount of credits um with continued ed so it's not like you pass the quiz you pass the exam and it's like boom done yeah you're good over mic drop see ya no it's like yeah, you there's s- still like so much you need to learn like yes you cover the basics um you're knowledgeable you're now not going to hopefully kill anyone during your class <laughs> uh, one but, can only hope yep injure anyone but um still there's so much to learn so I remember like literally just like there were like go for it whatever you can bring to the table like and, do your uh, thing do girl your thing but it was cool I got Safely. to test out like so many different like I gotta get confident with teaching group fitness yeah that's one thing like you're taking a paper exam but they're not it's not like insert personality here or this cue here yeah like, that's not part of the exam yeah and for those of you not super familiar with the fitness world, the difference between a personal trainer and a group fitness instructor is usually like so obvious. Mm-hmm. Like a personal trainer oftentimes has a hard time teaching a group fitness class and then maybe like a group fitness instructor has a hard time being a personal trainer. I think it's hard to find both. For you, you're a natural group fitness instructor, Mm -hmm. and I'm more of the natural personal trainer. So when we go in front of big crowds or when you're on -on one-on-one, you're like, and let's go in five, six, seven, eight. I'm like, I'm confused why you're not syncing (laughs) up to the music. Why are you not on the beat? I'm like, you're up here. You need to be down here. Right, right, right. It's just different. It's a different kind of thing, but... I have worked on my group fitness instructing and bringing that personality and making fitness fun and connecting with people while you're teaching class, which is a skill set in itself. Right. No, it's such a, it's such a different vibe. So I remember doing that. I learned a lot that way. And during this time while I'm teaching random pop-up classes in uh, luxury buildings throughout New York city, again, where they pop up, (laughs) where they really pop up. Um, these ones actually were like it literally <laughs> you was, popped it up. was a plug and play. Okay. So. All right. Word, word, word. <laughs> I know we always make the joke. If you guys didn't listen to the episode that pop-ups are not just a poop, pop up, pop up. Yeah. No. There's no. so much that goes into yeah. it, but yeah. this actually was, it was me, my backpack, my few bands that I would bring and okay. And up. then you popped up. Great. Yeah. 
So Love that for you. at this time, I am kind of making the transition in my career. I started applying, or I started to work for Alala, which is a women's activewear brand. Mm-hmm. We talk about them all the time, all day, baby. Speaking of empowering your employees, it's definitely one of those that they like. We're always so supportive of me being a trainer, um, mm-hmm. loving the fitness world. I remember like again getting that job and being like so hyped as this is perfect. Yeah. So I was training for this luxury apartment building thing, um, working for Alala, doing more of their social media marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Like we talk about tapping into the fitness industry and this was just a different side of it. Mm-hmm. So it was still in the fitness world, but it was at leisure and selling activewear and working with influencers and trainers who were really content creators in the space. Mm-hmm. And through some of these cool events, I met Um, or shout out and she was a trainer for Equinox and I remember getting thrown into that fitness scene I remember telling her like how excited I was about fitness her and I did some workouts together I remember being like oh like you're so strong like Mm. I don't know I really admire her even just from taking a class she wasn't even teaching the class and I was like she's amazing her yeah her her. that she's the one yeah I was like I need to be friends with her Mm -hmm. um So she kind of took me under her wing and started training me and helping me. And she helped me audition for Equinox. I remember, like, if you told me five years ago that I'd be auditioning for Equinox, I think everyone, including myself, would have laughed Mm -hmm. straight in your face. And be like, what What are you talking about? Yeah. So I remember that just being such a cool experience. She really took me under her wing. But there was so much practice and prep that went into it. Um, the way you described the audition, like I wasn't, I wasn't there obviously, but the way you described the audition for them is like, just, I don't even know. I'm like, I'm shaking. I was shaking in my boots for you. Yeah. It was intimidating. I remember like recording videos and again, it was one of those things we talk about like having to practice and some people it comes naturally. And some of the, like this cueing stuff did not necessarily come naturally Mm -hmm. to me. Like I feel like I did have the personality. I now had the knowledge, but I remember the cueing being really hard. Yeah. Like, there's one thing to know the information, but then teaching it is different. Right. And some of these instructors make it look so effortless. You're like, wait, how do Especially they do or. That? Oh, my God. Or. I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this. And then you get up there and you put the mic on. And I don't like, got this. I don't I, got I this. I definitely don't got this. Mm-hmm. So she uh, literally would stay up late with me. I remember, mm-hmm. like, finishing a long day of work. She would be training all day. Like, oh had been out since 5 a.m. And yeah. she would, like, stay up late with me. I remember, like, one night it was, like, Right before the audition, it was like 9 p.m. And we're like running the routine back and back through. And she's teaching me these different formats. And yeah, a lot of practice and prep work went into even going into an audition for um, a big box gym like that. And then once you get through the audition process, aren't you like, like, okay, so I'm going to set the scene a little bit. Audition day. You literally (laughs) walk in and everyone is in like a matching fit. Like you're bringing your A game. Like let's go. It's like an interview. It is. It's so weird. Like, I don't know. I remember it being like such a foreign concept to me, just like interviewing for a training position Mm -hmm. and they like line you up and, um, you're doing pretty much everyone's workout. So you're working out for like a few hours straight. I remember at the time, thank God I was one of the first ones, I think, up there. So I didn't have enough time to get super nervous. Yeah, that's the best. Just get it over with. Right, because by the end, like I was like, if I do one more push-up, like that's it for me. Yeah, I'm crumbling into pieces. But yeah, not only are you like teaching part of the workout and the audition process, you're also doing everyone's workout. So there's a whole room of people like literally looking at you, making sure your form's on point. Because obviously if you're going into a class and you're teaching these people, like you need to be able to do it yourself. You need to be able to bring the hype to do the moves correctly. So that was a big part of it. So I remember 
passing that audition and being just so, so excited. And I trained with some of the other like top tier trainers in New York City. They yeah. got me under their wing into the mentor program. Mm-hmm. And that was just, that was really cool too. Um, yeah. So it's not like, I think people think you like pass the audition and then it's like, boom. And well, yeah. there's a million classes on your schedule. <laughs> and classes filled, all the spots, people are registering, bing, bing, boom. No, it's not that simple. No. Well, like you get in, you pass you first then get into a mentor program. Then when we passed the mentor program, luckily I did get that expedited, which is awesome because I was catching on mm-hmm. and I feel like I did. I was like, okay, like I have something. Yeah. I practiced, I practiced. I did put in a lot of hard work. All um, while you were working full time on top of that too. Right. Like it was such a grind. Yeah. And then they're finally like, all right, you can teach. And then it's like radio silence almost. You're kind of just like, all right. And they're like, you can pick up a sub. Yeah. And getting a subbing gig in a big box gym like that, like there are so many locations within the New York City area, but again, no one knows you. You're going into that, like hoping that Mm -hmm. you can pick up a class. And when um, the person you're covering for presents your name to the group fitness manager, that your name kind of like rings a bell or resonates with them. Because if they don't know you, they're like, no. Yeah, they're like, oh, I'm going to go with someone that I know and know um, will bring a great class. But again, I had no clout. No one knew who I was. So literally fighting for gigs. And I remember getting some like really bad times. Like of course, like yeah. again, the 5 a.m. is not super popular. So like those were the ones are the ones like out in Brooklyn. So I remember mm-hmm. like getting up at 3 a.m., yeah. uh, hiking out um, like an hour and a half on the train just to teach a class and to start to get my name out there. Yeah. And it, that speaks to the grind, the hustle that it takes. Like look where you are now and like – People don't see that. People don't see you waking up at 3 a.m. to fight for this class to get to teach where maybe there's like four or five people. They don't they don't see that. So understand whatever you're doing in life that there is the grind, the hustle behind it. You you have to be able to um, put your ego aside and do the dirty work. Oh, I love that because, yeah, you're right. You see the highlights. You see these people who are so successful on Instagram and you don't necessarily see their journey too. Like you start, you almost start following them on Instagram once they're already successful yeah. and once they already have that following. But what about the people? What did it take to get um, there? And what did yeah. their account look like? Or what did their classes look like three years ago? Mm-hmm. Even a year ago? Yeah. Six months ago. And, and we tell our, we say that to each other. It's like we can get down on ourselves and we've spoken about this and we can get discouraged, but we talk to other trainers and other group fitness instructors that remind us that they were in our shoes once and it will, it, you know, it takes time. Yeah. And with that being said, it's not only like a hustle to get onto the schedule now with, we talk about the change in the fitness industry. It's not enough to hustle to get to your class. You also need to be present on social media. You need to market yourself. Yeah. You need to hustle to keep people because they're going to lose interest. People lose interest in two seconds onto the next, the next shiny new object. Exactly. And then to get new customers, to acquire new people, to acquire new clients, you need to show up and you need to give a good amount of free content. So again, going back to the hustle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think we can kind of compare this situation to people's fitness journey too is they see the people with the six pack they see Mm -hmm. the people with the amazing bodies and they're like I want that and reminding you again that these people are waking up at whatever four or five a.m they're getting their butts to the gym like you you want the end goal but are you willing to put in the work that it takes to get there Right. That's a question you need to ask yourself now. Yeah. And hopefully, yeah, some, some motivation sparks from this that 
you're not alone in in the hustle, in the grind, put in that work and it's going to pay off. And yes, it might be slow, but um, if that end goal is as desirable as you have made it out to be, it's going to, it's worth it. Yeah. And I think in another episode, we can talk about the different perspective that we have because not only are we trainers and instructors in the fitness industry, but we are full, we are full time in the fitness industry having really nothing to do with being trainers. Right. And I think that's such an interesting perspective. We talk about tapping into the industry. We talk about tapping in as trainers and the grind you need to put in. But again, it's so different. Like my full-time job, for those of you who don't know, is I do social media and marketing for the fitness app that we train on. And it's yeah. kind of funny how that I've gone from marketing for an activewear company now to the full virtual fitness scene. Like who would have thought that would even be a job now? That's so crazy. If I told you two years ago, that's what your job would be. You'd be like, what are you talking about? No, but it's so cool. Like part of my job is actually like helping other trainers be successful in the virtual space. And that's really rewarding. Like I love doing it for ourselves, but it's really rewarding to be able to help other trainers who yeah. where Instagram is so foreign to them or they've been like, they're like TikTok, what? <laughs> TikTok say, what? <laughs> you want me to set my fingers and do what? <laughs> say, say that again. Say that again. <laughs> and then for me, I'm a manager at a high end fitness club. So I have a different perspective of the in-person that also has the app and has the virtual fitness as an offer to their members. So I see, we see all different sides of the, of the business of the industry and it's really cool. So I can't wait to share more about that um, next time. Yeah. Like what it takes to really tap into the brick and mortar things and to run a gym. Like that is wild. To oh, me. I have all the stories. Oh my God. All right. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. So hopefully we gave you a little bit more insight into what it takes to become a trainer. Um, with that being said, we like to end with a little game. A little game. And also, guys, this episode, we're doing a giveaway. So stay tuned for the game at the end. We're going to tell you how to enter a giveaway. Um, those of you who tuning on you tuning in on YouTube or seeing our highlight reel, do a like little I'm just hair flip. do a hair flip for you. This blonde bombshell, yes, came straight from <laughs> Color by Stevie. She um, is a magician like Leo is yeah. like she's she's, she's a, a wizard it's been a, yeah it's been a little while since I've got my nun and I'm wearing a hat so you can't really see but she's amazing oh she's the best and honestly like I just not only is she talented but I just like love hanging out with her so I'm yeah like, can you do my hair now so we can chat <laughs> <laughs> so what's she giving away okay guys so she is giving away a free color service of your choice so you have the chance to win a color service whether that's a balayage highlights whatever it is she's gonna hook it up for one lucky winner for one lucky lady or gentleman or gentleman right okay so uh, we're gonna tell you right after this game how you can enter so stay tuned Yes. Um, okay. So two cents. We like to talk about a situation or something that was brought up um, and we give our, our, our two cents on it. Yep. So we talk about tapping into the fitness industry. That is today's topic. Yep. So today's questions, people were kind of writing in different things. I felt like these two were pretty interesting. So we're going to give our two cents. Okay. All right. First one is, do I need to be ripped to work in fitness? Do I? Oh my God. So this is a, a bit of a layered answer. Mm -hmm. The way you present, present yourself. 
says a lot. So like that first meeting when you're seeing someone, when you're introducing yourself as a trainer, just the way you present yourself, whether you're, you have good posture, whether your shirt's tucked in. Right. We talked about the, um, the audition and I was saying everyone's in the matching yeah. outfit because you show up for the job that you want. You show up as your best self. Mm-hmm. But secondly, the most important thing is that you're educated and that you're with what you bring to the table. You know you have the knowledge to give to someone else that you can train them effectively, safely. You don't need to have an APAC to do that. You don't need to have an APAC to connect with someone, to build a relationship with them. I mean, a lot of these trainers do build these relationships where they're they're training people for years, years on end, because they have such a good rapport with them and uh, have built that trust. So no, you don't need to have the APAC. You don't. And- Again, we talk about there are so many different aspects of the fitness industry. So maybe you're not a trainer or even if you are, regardless, it does not necessarily matter. Find your niche. Find your niche in the industry. So if you're really passionate about fitness, um, yeah, maybe it is training or maybe it is management. Like Leah said, that's kind of where she is now. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it is more of the marketing, the social media side, whatever it is, there is room for all all skill sets but if you if you do want to be a trainer and you feel like oh my god I'm not in the best shape ever do not let that stop you no it's not it for it yeah absolutely okay what is the second shoot your shot shoot your shot all right um and then the other question that we do get a lot is how do you build an Instagram following Um, all right IG queen over there I'm gonna just sit back oh my gosh no it's it's a tag team it's a team effort here (laughs) at two-tone training um, but building an Instagram following, I think is just being genuine. Some people think, oh, well I'm posting good content and followers are just going to come. And again, no, you put on a good class. People aren't just going to come. It's staying engaged. It's creating those genuine relationships. So like some people are like, well, I'm waiting for people to like my stuff and people post and yet they don't like other people's stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're like okay. You gotta like, give to get. Exactly. That's I was looking for that phrase. Yeah. You got to give to get. So engaging with people and also not being afraid to and DM people, invite them to your class, let them know Put yourself you like what they're doing. Again, we talk about shooting your shot, shoot your shot in Instagram, on the DM, whatever it is, and continuing to put your best, best self forward virtually as well, yeah. behind the screen as well, um, yeah. putting your best photos up, making taking that extra little time too. Like Lee and I will do another episode on content creation, mm-hmm. but- Sometimes we'll have all these pictures taken and then I'm looking at them and I'm like, Leah, like we can do better. We can do better. Yeah. I'm like, this is average, but we want to go for like, what do we want to show up as? We want to go for the awesome. Yeah. And, um, just to highlight something you said of being genuine, it, people can read through the BS. If you're out there like promoting, I don't know, like the flat tummy tea and like the quick fixes, like people see through that and they know when you're promoting something that you're like not really aligned with. They see right through it. Um, If you are showing up on Instagram as your most genuine self, even if not everyone likes it, like you just need a group of people that do like it and that do buy into what what you're selling, whether that's personality or whatever. Not to say we don't do those branded deals and I just want to be like fully transparent. But now like working with brands, like a lot of times like when brands want to do like those one-off posts – some, we'll say no because it doesn't seem genuine or like right. to be honest like you're not going to get 100 sales from this or whatever yeah. it is, this one post like I'm just telling you right now because our followers know that they're smarter than that yeah exactly we need to really show them that we're using the product we're incorporating them into our everyday mm-hmm. lives and be genuine transparent all the things yep and with that said 
You can tone from home. You can tone from your phone. <laughs> but all we ask is, is that, that you don't, don't tone alone. alone. Uh, bye, guys. Bye. Wait. Wait. How you enter the giveaway? Oh, my God. Let yeah. us know. Okay, guys. So how you enter this giveaway to win a hair color service of your choice with Color by Stevie. Um, first of all, you got to follow us on Instagram. You got to follow Two Tone Training. You got to follow Color by Stevie. Um, we'll be sharing all the details when we post this podcast. And you need to screenshot this podcast, whether it's on, whether you're listening on Apple, just the cover photo art, screenshot it, prove that you're listening, post it on your IG story, and tag both Two Tone Training and Color by Stevie for your chance to win. We're going to be announcing the winner next week, so stay tuned for that. And good luck. Trust me, guys. She's going to hook it up. So we'll try it one more time. You can tone from home. You can tone from your phone. <laughs> but all we ask is, is that, that you, you don't, don't tone alone. alone. Bye, Bye, guys. guys.